right, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 349. That's right, read them and weep, 349 shows. And uh, this is our annual look back at the recruiting. Um, you know, typically in years past, old dog, we've done our reverse recruiting show, which has uh, gone on to be, like, everybody loves the reverse recruiting show. Um, except those that were in that class. Yeah, except for the people that got called out on it. They don't ever want to hear anything about reverse recruiting, you know? But um, we normally do that as a separate show off of the – and then we do the recruiting wrap, you know. But this year, I think we're going to um, – we're going to wrap them up in all into one. All into one here, man. Uh, regular show, you know, the look forward and the look back all at the same time. So it was a great class this year, old dog. Well, do it, you want to, do you want to do the look back, or do you want to do the the look forward? Well, I mean, let's talk about it just in general. Yeah, it was a great class. Hell, it's a great class every year. Sure. I mean, we're you know we're top ten every year, usually top five, and uh, you know certainly certainly our ranking in the polls reflects how well we've been recruiting. Absolutely. <laughs> or 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 maybe it does. Um, you know just. A word to the wise about recruiting. Uh, to start with, it's so hard to figure out what some 17 or 18 year old is going to be two or three years from now. Yeah, would I rather get three, four, and five star recruits than one and two star recruits? Probably so. Is the star system way out of whack? Absolutely. Just remember, Marshall was five star, Gurley was three. We see how that panned out. Uh, you know, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Are any of these kids that we signed in this class going to make a huge impact on our football team when they take the field for the 2014 season? I doubt it. You know, we're going to hear that, yeah, they are this and that, but we hear that every year. You know, I remember when Ray Drew and the Dream Team was going to light up the field. And right now, probably the best player we've gotten off the Dream Team is Rameek Wilson, and no <laughs> one had ever heard of him. Yeah, that, you know, that's a good point, man. I mean, the thing is, you just never know from – you just never know, you know how but, they're going to turn out, you know? But, but, from a, but from an absolute capitalist standpoint, my hat absolutely goes off to people like ESPN – rivals uh 247 sports because they have taken something that not that many people paid a whole lot of attention to and basically what they have done with recruiting is turned it into a competition that fans love to say oh well our school out recruited we had a better class this and that and they're making a living <laughs> off of off of guessing Basically, I mean, I wish I had thought of it because I tell you the crap that we throw out here about players is just as good as any of them. Wow. I mean, if, if I devoted my time just to looking at film of high school players, I guarantee you we could do as good a job putting stars on kids as anybody else. <laughs> Wow, man, you're coming. You're coming with the heat right out of the gate. You're right. You know, the but, star but system I mean, is screwed up. There's no doubt about it. It, it is, but and and but it it was an absolute stroke of genius by these people to say, hey, 
we need to turn this into a big deal, and it has. Yeah. And and they're making a living off of it, so people like me and you and and the fans of the dog cast and the fans of all these other teams, it's that one last little gasp after for in, in our situation, a horrible season to see a little light at the end of the tunnel and say, man, look at that. We beat everybody, I think, except Florida in the East as far as recruiting went. Yeah. You know, we won something. <laughs> you know, because that's what we all, I mean, my, my hat's off to them. Yeah, like they a, manufactured I, a product, is basically what they did. They manufactured a product and then they're selling it. Right. And the quality of the product, not relevant. Absolutely <laughs> not relevant. Absolutely not, because I'll tell you, there's only one man walking this earth that knows that they can really tell you who a five star recruit is. You got that right. And he and is one and that is one Nick Saban. Because <laughs> every five star recruit that man has has ever signed has gone on to be a first round draft choice. In the NFL. And somewhere there's a listener going, why don't you just, I mean, you know, all you ever do is just talk about how awesome Nick Saban is, how awesome Nick Saban is. I'm sick and tired of hearing how awesome Nick Saban is, you know? Well, is and and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm going to put it as succinctly as I can, and there's no better person to quote in a situation like this than the great Ric Flair. <laughs> to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> Okay, so and, and I am hoping, and I am hoping and praying that someday our man can beat the man. Can beat the man, exactly. That's what we're looking for, right? That's right. So let's talk about it then. Um, let's talk about this class. Let's talk about this year's class because we had some great players. It was a good. It was a great class, man. I mean, we had some really as, big as pickups. As, as right as far as recruiting goes, it was great. So, um, what do you think about? I mean, the number one player right off the bat, Lorenzo Carter. Everybody went crazy over Lorenzo Carter. He is the. There you go. This year's this year's Ray Drew. He's this year's Ray Drew. Uh, man, you're so you're tough, man. But you know, it is a good point about Ray Drew because Ray Drew, you know, has been a, a serviceable player. You know, an adequate player has not set the world on fire. But, you know, has not, I mean, you know, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not looking to be a first rounder next year, you know, like, you know, like his five star brethren over in uh, Tuscaloosa. So uh, the question is, how good is Lorenzo Carter going to be, you know? But I'll tell you this, you know, we were relentlessly pursuing Lorenzo Carter. We really had to have him, best player in the state, a really real blue chip prospect. And, um, you know, we got and it, him. And it makes us feel good because we won. Because we won him. Yeah, exactly. We, we beat, won one. We beat all those other bastards that were trying to recruit him. That's exactly right. And that's cool, you know. But yeah. like you said, uh, like you said, uh, you know, we've got to see how exactly how he does, you know. Exactly. So Lorenzo Carter, huge. Now, I'll tell you one good thing, though, is it does it does seem that he definitely is validating our coaching strategy. Because, you know, he said himself, his his own self, you know, 
as soon as they hired Pruitt, I knew that defense was going to be nasty, and I knew that was the place we wanted to be at. You got to sell yourself. Basically, the kid's saying out of his own mouth, if we'd not hired the right guy, we might not have gotten him. You know what I mean? So Pruitt or, definitely or, plays. Or to put it another way, if if luck had not smiled on our on our head coach and athletic director, and had Todd Grantham quit, we would not have gotten five star recruit Lorenzo Carter. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could, yeah, exactly. You could look at it that way as well. I got gotcha. you. So, hey, I'm trying to put some lipstick on this pig, baby. So, I, uh, big and, player. And to me, and, and you know to me, the only thing that's going to put lipstick on the pig, and a very wise man who does this show used to often say, I really don't give a damn what they did in high school. That's true. Until, <laughs> until they put on the red helmet with the block G on the side and do something in the middle of Sanford Stadium. I really don't care how many damn stars they had. It's true. I'm on the record. And, and in which in which dog cast guy was that? It was me. <laughs> there you go. Because in there general, I don't give a crap about recruiting. We, I never have, and I still don't, honestly. I mean, everybody tells me, "Oh man, well you got to refill the well, and you got to do this and do that," and you know, and that's why I think the Pruitt hire is such a big deal, man, because I really do think. Like you said earlier, Ellie, no matter what we got is better than what we had, right? Oh, but I really no do think we're going to get more out of our players on the field with this new defensive staff. But yeah. as you said, it don't matter to me because you look, look, at the end of the day, you look at stars, you look at recruiting, you look at the excitement out of the fan base over a kid like Isaiah Crowell or a kid like Washon Ely or a kid like Keith Marshall and then a kid like Todd Gurley. I mean, yeah. that's that's it in a nutshell, Who was dude. an afterthought? Who was an afterthought? Who was like, man, you know, look at this bonus we picked up. He just he came was, along he, with Keith Marshall, part of a package Keith deal. He was Keith Marshall's friend. He was Keith Marshall's water boy. Yeah. And, now, and you tell me, what, and all the ink... And all the all the breath and hot air that was spent on Isaiah Crowell and Washon Ely, you know, and Ray Drew, it just it just don't mean diddly squat, you know. Yeah, you're wrong. All that you big know. talk don't mean diddly squat. Yeah. Josh Harvey Clements. Yeah. You know, you know he's he's a better he's a better dope smoker than football player at this point. Absolutely. But going through the court, you know, Lorenzo Carter, on paper, awesome guy. Two, two. Let me ask you this, old dog. How is it that we keep signing five-star running backs? I mean, honestly. I mean, you know, forget about what you think about the stars and all that kind of stuff or what I think about the stars. Sony Michael and Nick Chubb, two more five-star running backs, man. I mean, they're set to come in and try to compete or ride the pine or whatever they're going to do, man. But, um... I'm pretty impressed by our coaching staff and Brian McClendon in particular that we're able to keep landing the number of top-rated recruits at running back that we are with the guys we've already got on. Think about A.J. Terman and J.J. Green and Brendan Douglas, all the guys we've already got on staff, not to mention Gurley and Marshall, and we're still picking up five-star running backs, man, like 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 M&M's, man. Oh, I'm with you. And and again, you know, it's a good thing. And uh, <coughs> apparently this year, 
as we found out, you can never have too many running backs. Yeah, apparently you're, that's true. So you know, uh, and I mean, and I hope these guys pan out. Yeah, me too. You so, know, I hope they're as good as they're billing. Uh, you know, and it's a it's a tricky situation. Uh, you know, you can pretty much figure this is going to be Gurley's last year. Definitely. Uh, you know, on that, these other two, you know, do you redshirt these guys? Uh, you know, I, I think Coach Rick probably still kicks himself in the ass for redshirt no shot. Yeah, I bet you. Uh, he, you know, because I, I was basically. To, I bet you they don't want a redshirt, but I bet you that Rick but, is leaning but, that way. But you know, you get to it, and and again, you know, they're different philosophies, and obviously, mine is you have one running back, and he runs the ball forty times a game, but. That's not going to do it. But if if Marshall and Gurley stay healthy all year long, really, in, unless it's a in, unless we're just wasting time because we're up by twenty or thirty points with five minutes to go, no other running back needs to see the field. I totally agree. Couldn't so agree you know, more. you know, the best thing probably for these kids is to redshirt. But who knows? You know, who knows what will happen. That's over our pay grade, isn't it? Absolutely. Two more five-star running backs. But that doesn't stop us from having an opinion. Yeah. So this kid, Sonny Michael, more of the Keith Marshall-type mold, you know, a space guy. He's faster and stronger and bigger than Keith Marshall, though, but not as big as Nick Chubb, who is more of the, you know, using the, I mean, the, the, the metrics that everybody's using currently. You know, Nick Chubb is the Todd Gurley prototype and Sony Michael is the Keith Marshall prototype, you know. They're using all those code words, gym rats and all, you know. But anyway, so we got two more five-star running backs. We got a um, really nice pickup in uh, Malcolm Parrish at cornerback. Uh, he's looking to contribute early. Uh guy signed early. He was a good player. Um how about this uh, new quarterback we got, the only early enrollee, Mr. South Carolina. We did sew up the state of South Carolina and the state of Georgia with Lorenzo Carter and this kid, Jacob Park. Our only early enrollee, uh, you know, is definitely going to redshirt this year, going to uh, sit the bench behind Hudson Mason. And then next year looks to be a real competitor to uh, Fat Tom Bauta and Bryce Ramsey for the starting quarterback job. And if not, he can go play defensive tackle. <laughs> Kid's got a big arm, I'm which, telling you. Which was absolutely amazing if you looked at his position. It was defensive tackle slash quarterback. Yeah, he's tough, man. He's got a big arm. I mean, his arm strength is not, you know, he's not Aaron Murray arm strength. But he is a big, you know, he's a big, tall pocket passer type guy, you know. Now, you know, you said Aaron, and, and see, I need to stop you there. All arm strength. Uh, with University of Georgia quarterbacks is, is measured against Wayne Johnson. <laughs> or maybe, I mean, look, I ain't got Matthew Stafford. If you want to talk about just pure arm strength, not accuracy, but throw the ball out of the stadium, Matt Stafford had a pretty big arm too. Wayne but Johnson he, but he also was, he had was a big no arm. Wayne Johnson. No Wayne, Wayne Johnson. Johnson. Wayne Johnson could stand on the bridge and throw it in the air and hit a train on the tracks. <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy, that's strong. And, and it was so hard it would knock the train into the graveyard. <laughs> Are you telling me that once you played catch with Wayne Johnson and he was throwing it from the bridge to you over the railroad tracks at Rivermill? 
exactly. Yeah, I hear you. All right, man. That's cool. Hey, you know, I used to live in River Mill. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you just go right there through the graveyard, across the tracks, and you're at the you're at the uh, you're at the stadium. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see a couple good. We we did pick up some good offensive line recruits and a couple of great tight ends. Um, I don't know, you know I'm I'm all I'm I'm just a big fan of tight ends. This kid Jeb Blazevich, the six four, he's a four star tight end. He had an offer from Alabama and Ohio State, and uh, said he wanted to come to tight end you. Which you gotta love it. I love the kid's attitude, man. I love it being a student of history. This kid Jeb Blazevich is gonna be a really big pickup. But I'm telling you, I'm not sure if I'm not more excited about this other tight end that we picked up. We offered him one day, signed him the next day. Hunter Atkinson. We kind of stole him. He's six six, man. I love a tall tight end. Yeah, dude, you give me it. some six six tight end action. Drag over the middle. I love and, it, dude. You know, what we, and what we got to hope for is is that those offensive linemen can block well enough where we, we can actually use the tight end for what he needs to do. That would be fantastic, huh? Yes, it would. Um, we did pick up a lot of guys online. We got this. Uh, I tell you, one guy I want to kind of highlight is uh, Lamont Gellyard, the guy who's going to. Um, you know, everybody's got him uh, sizing him up to fill the nose guard position in the three in the three four. Taking uh, basically Kwame Gathers and John Jenkins' spot, which we struggled with this year. This kid is 6'3", 310 pounds. He can move and he can clog up the middle, man. Lamont Yellyard at defensive tackle is going to be a good pickup for us, I hope. Well, I I think so, too. And, and getting into the coaching just a little bit, too, it, it sounds like, you know, we're, we're giving lip service to – you know that our base defense is going to be the three four, and you know I guess that keeps the guys that were recruited happy, you know, into the three three four scheme. But it sounds like Pruitt is is going to do just whatever he needs to do, and it sounds like we're going to be in a three four probably or a four three probably as much as we are a three four. Uh, he's basically said he's going to put the best people out there. And he's going to do what works. And if it's having four down linemen, then that's what we're going to have. And you know, if it's a spread, you know, we're going we're going to have a three four. If it's not, we we may do some four uh, linemen. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on. But I don't think it's going to be as rigid as it was with Grantham. Well. I agree with you on that. I believe our looks are going to be a lot more variable. But I am happy with the fact. Because you know, if we do run a three-four, nose guard is critical in the three-four. It really oh, it, is, it, it, and it, it's absolutely. just cool to have a kid who could do it. You know what I mean? I think we have a kid who fits the mold. You know, and and that's a good thing. Um, there's no doubt. You know, there's a bunch of other guys. We had a bunch of guys on offensive line: Dashawn Sims and Kendall Baker. Offensive line: we had a couple guys who are four-star tackles. They're big, they're tall, they're heavy, 6'4", six, 6'6", six, six, a bunch of those kind of guys. Um, you know, we can never have too many of those guys, right? Uh, oh, ab- absolutely. And let's just, let's just hope, because uh, really, offensive line is probably the one area that has underperformed the most as far as talent coming in. 
or supposed talent coming in with what we've seen on the field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, my hope is that 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 is, I mean, hope it, that has got to change. Right. Because if you can't if you can't dominate the line of scrimmage, then, you know, we're going to be losing. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Um, and we did pick up some you know, we picked up some tall, heavy guys. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, big guys, not too heavy. We don't want them too heavy, but, uh, cause they gotta be able to move those feet, right? That's right. But, um, yeah, we did pick up some guys. And I'll tell you, one other guy I want to talk about, this, like, out of Tucker High School, Atlanta, Georgia, um, this kid, Detrick Bing Dukes. I, I can't wait to see that last name. His last name is hyphenated, Bing Dukes. Um, but this kid is a, uh, inside linebacker. He runs a 4646. Foot, 225 pounds. He's a four-star linebacker out of Atlanta. Um, man, I'm telling you, this kid was the best player that Tucker had this past year. And Tucker had 11 Division One prospects on their team. And this guy was the best of the 11. And um, I just have a feeling this kid's going to be a, a – I. You know, I know we're going to be look back in four years and talk about this, but I'm telling you, I think this kid Detrick Bring Dukes is going to be a uh, player for us, man. He is a he brings the wood. I think I've watched the I watched film on this guy, believe it or not. And I'm telling you, this damn guy can he can move sideline to sideline and hit people, buddy. I'm kind of excited about this kid. Well, I mean, I, I hope he lives up to it. Me too. Uh, you know, like I say, I hope you know my sincere wish is that every kid that we got in this 2014 signing class lives up or goes beyond all the hype that we have heard about them. Right. Because if that is the fact is the case, then we should be winning national championships year after year. Absolutely, and that is a big. That's a good point, and uh, really, that that's really about all we got to say about recruiting, it, yeah. except. Speaking of living up, let's run through the 2010 recruiting class real quick. Ooh, just rewind. To, just, just to bring, just to bring it home. The, because wait, wait. just think the signature scant- dogcast feature of every recruiting class is let's look back because nobody else does this, as far as I know. Nobody else wants to look back and talk about stars of yesteryear, right? Right, and, and just think a scant four years ago. We were probably having as many Cialis moments over these guys as we are about this 2014 recruiting class. Yes, exactly. The 2010 so class had 20 let's commits. Run, let's run through it. If you disagree with what we say, please let us know because half these guys I've never heard of. Sure. Tell us how we were missing out on this, you know. Right. The, the number one player of the class from four years ago. The big signee was uh, Alec Ogletree who, out at Noonan High School. De- right, who definitely turned out to be a, a, an all-star player. He was the real deal. He didn't play as many games as he should have played, but hey, we're not going to talk about that, right? But he absolutely was when he was not. on the field, was absolutely a dominating talk, player. Talking about someone that brought the wood. Yeah, he he talked the talk and walked the walk, buddy. Uh, the second biggest player out of that class four years ago, T.J. Stripling. Yep. Yep. Okay, so T.J. Stripling. 
Uh, Colton Houston. Everybody knows the story about Colton Houston. The feel-good story of 2013. Um, it was much more warm and fuzzy before he started playing than after he started playing. Now, you know, it's not all his fault. He was on ice for a long time. Yeah. And I actually think, I do still think this kid could be pretty good. Um, you know, I think having a whole year in the program, a whole, you know, I think he's going to be a lot better this year than he was last year. Well, and, and just to get in shape and, yeah. and everything. I, I mean, mean, that's like finding out the night before prom you got a date the next day. You know what I mean? Right. He He was really off the pace, and that's not all his fault. I have high hopes for him this year. Yeah. And, and and I hope I hope he does well. I mean, I hope all offensive linemen go well. Let's run this thing down just in, in, real quick because my little list is in alphabetical order. Dimitri Baker, who ever heard of him? Not me. All right, I can, I don't even Brett, see him on my list. Oh yeah, there he is, Dimitri he, Baker, four-star linebacker. Yeah, Brett. He was four stars. Yeah, four Man, stars. I wonder if he even. I wonder if he was one of those guys that didn't qualify. I don't know. Hey, who cares? Yeah, Brett Benedict. What happened to him? Um, Didn't he get hurt and quit or something? I I don't even know. He was an offensive guard. He was offensive a four star. I mean, and you look at this, man. When you look back at this, think about how much this sounds like players we were just talking about. Yeah. Out of Jacksonville, Florida, six five, two eighty, the number eleven offensive tackle in the country, a four star player. Nope. Yeah. I think he played for a while and then had to quit just because of injuries. I can't even remember. Wide receiver Michael Bennett. Awesome. Who's who's done well. Listen, check it out, though. Wait. He was a three-star, the number 107th wide receiver in the country. There you go. Yeah, think about that for a second, kids. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Brandon Bowers, defensive end. Uh, four star, number thirty six, yeah. defensive end. Yeah, uh, has done a hell of a job for us, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he has, hasn't he? Keep going. Mark Dees. Uh, yeah, three star. Uh, Isn't safety. He the guy that sang Disco Duck. <laughs> I think he might have been one of the Baja men singing <laughs> "Who Let the Dogs Out." I'm not sure. Maybe that, he sang Disco Duck. I don't know, man. That, Keep going. Next, Jalen Fields, another great defensive end. A three-star, six-five defensive end. Three hundred pounds, or two hundred and fifty pounds. There I you mean, go. Again, you know what happened to him? Yeah. Uh, Gates, offensive tackle. I'd say he had an adequate. Yeah, I would say even above us. average. I would give him yeah. above average. You know, he came in too as a two-star. Two-star. I would wow. say he outperformed his stars. Definitely. It's a whole hell of a lot easier to underperform your stars than it is to outperform your stars, isn't it? Yes, it is, without a doubt. All right. Next on the list is Jakar Hamilton. I remember him running around for a while. He was a no-star player and uh, was a junior college transfer and blah, 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 blah. And, And definitely lived up to that ranking. Yeah. Colton Houston, we've already talked about. Ken Malcolm. Boo Malcolm. Yeah, Four-star you know. running back. Almost exactly the same stats as Nick Chubb coming in. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's, let's hope Chubb has better. Next on the list is Hudson Mason. Yes. His year to shine. Let's see what happens. Out of Lassiter. Keep going. 
Alec Ogletree we've already talked about. We also signed his brother, Alexander. Xander Ogletree, Ogletree. yep, yep. Who came in as a linebacker and left as a, left as a fullback. Yep. One of, one of my favorite receivers that we had, Lonnie Outlaw. I knew you were going to say that. Who can, who can forget his career in Georgia? <laughs> I remember when he, when we recruited this guy, remember, and we were excited because his name prancing, was Outlaw. Prancing and dancing in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, Lonnie Outlaw. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Derek, Derek Owens. Yeah, one of my favorites. A three-star yeah. athlete out of Jacksonville, Florida. Garrison he, Smith, who... Who has had a good career? Great player, four star, and played at least like a four star. Yep. T.J. Stripling, we already talked about, and Mike Thornton, you know, who did okay. Yep, and there you go. So you know, I mean, and don't forget, also that was the year we picked up Jarvis Jones, who transferred yep. out of Southern California. I tell you what, I remember, you know, and he had the the injuries and all that kind of stuff, and everybody was like, "Is he going to be any good?" Yeah, he he. I, that was a good thing. That that worked out. I'm I'm okay with Jarvis Jones, baby. You know, so that just and really don't do this to to denigrate any of these kids. I'm sure that they all played and practiced and tried as hard as they could. Absolutely. Some made it. Some didn't. A lot more didn't than did. The main reason we do this is just to bring a little perspective to all the recruiting hype that there is and just to point out that it really doesn't matter how many stars you have before you set foot on the field it really doesn't i mean like you said man you look at a kid who's got two stars that's playing over his head a kid who's got four stars that never sees the field you know and i mean and to me People, I know people think. I mean, people jump on me for my attitude about recruiting, but I'm telling you, it's you're you don't know, man. You don't know, and you're never gonna know. And so, what's the what's the point of wasting all this breath and thought on it? Let's see how they do in the G Day game, and let's go from there. You know. Yeah. But with that said, if if you live next door to a gamecock, and it makes you happy to go tell him that we won the recruiting battle because we had the fourth, fifth, or sixth best recruiting class, depending on what service you do, and at best the Gamecocks were tenth. So that means we just ought to slaughter them every year. Absolutely, buddy. They're dead. Um, (laughs) There you go, dog fans. Guys, we really appreciate you listening. You know, I know people, we make fun of recruiting. We're not really – no, and let's hit the let's hit our new defensive coaching staff. Oh yeah, uh, we have a staff of coordinators. I'm pretty happy I with mean, the new staff. I, I am too. Like I mean, and and basically, coaches are kind of like recruits. We don't know how good these guys are going <laughs> to be till we see the product on the field. Hell, we thought Todd Grantham was going to be good. Todd Grantham's uh, a five star. Brian Van Gorder's a three star. So hey, you know, you know, there you go. There you but, go. But I certainly, whatever, something had to be done, I am glad, however this went down, be it a great game plan by and, and a lot of intrigue by our head coach and our athletic director, or was it just pure dumb luck? 
We'll never know, but just I'm glad that it happened because the guys we had needed to go, and I hope we got a good group in. I think we do, and time's going to tell. We're going to know. We're going to know here in, in less than a year. Actually, 198 days. Yeah, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited about the new staff. Oh, and I'll tell you, I well, I shouldn't even bring this up because I'm not – you know, I what do you, you know? I'm not really excited about the special teams moves. Um, you know, I mean, he's like he's yeah, redesigned he's and gone. split up. I mean, trying to placate the fan base—that ain't well, it. Well, and he didn't. I mean, here's the deal on that, and and this, and again, proofs in the pudding. He went from having five guys in charge of the shit to two. And yeah, and split it up. But are we and, still? But are we still going to – I mean, it, I don't care if there was one guy or 12 guys doing it. It was the product we were putting on the field. It was the fact that we were in punt-safe mode all the time, never tried to return a punt. It's the fact that we got kickers that can kick it into the end zone, but we don't kick it into the end zone. It's right. the fact that we are so undisciplined that we continually break our coverage and our lanes when we go down and try to defend a kickoff. It's the fact that we can't catch punts. We can't block the people trying to block our punts. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's all that and more. Again, it's going to be, is there a philosophical change in the way we are going to run our special teams this year? It's got nothing to do with how many men you've got coaching it. It's, it's, are we going to change our philosophy or are we still so damn scared that someone is going to run a fake punt on us that we don't ever set up for a return? I mean, I think the last good punt returner we had was Damian Gray. Mm. Really? I would go to Thomas Flowers, but uh, you're talking about Damian Gary, right? Gary, you're yeah, right. Yeah, Gary. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I agree, man. I mean, we're just we're just not very good. And like I say, it doesn't matter to me if it's five coaches, two coaches, or whatever. It's just like all this other stuff, dude. The proof's in the pudding, man. Show me on the field. Yep. All exactly. that big talk don't mean diddly squat. Thanks, Granny. There you go, Granny. Dog fans, that's going to wrap it up for us. We really appreciate you listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Tell your friends. We've got some enhancements coming to the show. I can tell you this right now, guys. Next fall, before between now and next fall, we will have a DogCast app on Android and iPhone. Old Dog, I haven't even told you this yet. This is breaking news for oh, you, dude. Oh, man, this, this is exciting. We are, going, we are going to have an app. I might even have to go out and get a smartphone just the, so I could see my app. The app, app is going to be free. The shows are going to show up. Plus, you're going to get, like, you'll get a lot more content. There's going to be a lot more insider content. Besides the regular shows that we push out over the feed, there's going to be a lot more content, a lot more um, real-time you know, seat of the pants, stream of consciousness, kind of uh, real time talk. You know, and um, it's just gonna—you guys are gonna have a chance to be a lot more connected to the show, a lot more connected to me and Old Dog here in the bunker. You know, we've been snowed in. I mean, hell, I can't even open the door on the bunker. The damn snow's piled up against it. So uh, here we are, 60 feet under the surface of Sanford's field, and you know, I'm cooking up an Android app. So. There you uh, go. Boiling we're going to have it. Boiling up ramen and mixing in some mackerel. <laughs> exactly. 
We're eating ramen noodles, drinking, drinking dog piss. We're <laughs> throw another, throw another mason jar of shine in there, and let's uh, let's rock and roll. Let's go, dog fans. Thanks for listening. Give us a call at seven zero six three six three zero two one zero. You can uh, email us at dogcast at gmail dot com. You can follow me at dogcast on Twitter, and uh, we really appreciate you guys listening to us, supporting us. The you know we're we're not going away. We're only going to get bigger and more powerful going forward. Thanks for listening. Go dogs. Uh-huh.